Chief Lusk was a strong man and a good copper. He's been there for me since I was a boy and taught me the good and evil of men in this growing city of New Amsterdam. We can communicate very well without even speaking sometimes. So he knows that if I'm not heard from, there's something wrong. However, when it came to the hierarchy of the city, he played his tune well, especially behind closed doors. After speaking to Hardwick, I retrieved the axe that was used to kill Rayford Marley. I then went to the courthouse to talk to the judge. Outside, there were hundreds of protesters yelling their grievances about Lizzie Claiborne being released. I pushed my way through the crowd with the help of a few officers and made my way in the building. With the axe in hand, I went straight to the judge without hesitation. When I got to his chamber, I did not rap upon his door. I walked straight in, slamming the axe into the judge's desk with a fierce slang. What in God's name is wrong with you, Lusk? First, you asked me to speed up my search for the murderer of Jessica Claiborne. Then, you signed an order to release our only suspect, Lizzie Claiborne, from custody. I demand an answer. He puffed on his cigar while pulling out a bottle of brandy. Have a taste, Chief. I'm dry now, man. I'll leave you to it. Do you remember the case of Elizabeth Fox from years ago? Fox, not specifically. It was a case out of Salem town. They accused her of being a witch. I think I do remember the story. The paper says she was sacrificing children for a longer life. Was she? God, no. She helped girls with unexpected pregnancies have abortions. I thought the idea of her being a witch was all manure, seeing that she had two children of her own. It was the pressure to keep the peace that urged me to make the wrong decision. And I allowed them to hang her. She was the, the one death I regretted in my time as judge. I left her two daughters orphaned, Chief. One of the girls left the city and was never heard from again. And the other? Well, the other girl was now the deceased Jessica Claiborne. I didn't want to make the same mistake I made before just to satisfy the mob, Chief. That's why I set Lizzie free. Well, you may have done the right thing this time, Judge. There is still something amiss about this girl, Lizzie Claiborne. And the only person that can find this out is Josephia Blackstone. I hope you're right.
swords are a gentleman's weapon, but they can also be barbaric to a monster swinging without reason. Cortland Belson raised his sword at me with a challenge to do for the love of Delacy. Normally, I would not subject myself to such foolish behavior, but he is a weasel of a man, and he did ask for it. On guard, Blackstone? Let this be the end of this. Careful, Blackstone. Careful. Yeah. Don't let him... Something wrong? Mercy, Blackstone, mercy. I defeated him, and now I stood my sword at the coward's throat. Right then, Lizzie walked out of the house seeing this. You should kill him. He deserves to die. Josephia, don't. He's my husband. But this is a game I will not finish. I threw my sword into the ground and turned to walk away. I went to young Lizzie. She stared with a look of evil, but then suddenly the look changed and she seemed to be herself again. What is it, Mr. Blackstone? Do you mind if I touch your face here? She nodded no with a subtle smile on her face. I took off my right hand glove and kneeled down in front of her. I then touched on her face. In that few seconds, I saw a thousand vague memories that were seen like flashes of light. But deep in the thoughts of Lizzie, I saw the creature orphaned us. He still had his head of horns and feet like hoes. But he was chained. Chained around his neck. Chained on his wrist. Standing beside him was Lydia. Laughing. Suddenly a voice called out to Lydia. She turned as if she were going to answer. Lydia. I moved closer in this dark place to see who was calling. But just as I could get a glimpse, I was snapped out of my trance by the touch of Courtland Belson pulling me away. Blackstone, you, you son no. of a slag! Don't you ever touch me! Hardwick, let us go now. Yes, sir. Get her inside the house, now. Hardwick and I took our time getting back to the police station. So our conversation was quite needed as I calmed down from my experience dealing with Lizzie. So, what happened when he touched you? He disrupted the energy between me and the dead. When that happened, I lose control. I seem to think you wanted to punch Belson. Nay, but it did feel good. 
Mr. Blackstone, Hardwick, the chief said for you to go downtown that way. He wants to meet you at the library. What's there? I guess you'll find out. They arrived at the lower end of the library, meeting with a man named Jefferson Tully. He was the register of deeds and estates for New Amsterdam. There they are. All right, Chief. Why are we here? Jefferson Tully has come to give us some very interesting information that we may need to solve this case. First of all, let me just say, <clears throat> with all pleasure it is to meet you, Mr. Blackstone. Uh, my son is an admirer of yours as well. I don't mean to be rude, Mr. Tully. But can we hear what you have for us, please? Yes, 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 yes. Well, it seems that after the death of Jessica Claiborne, you would assume that the Claiborne's fortune would go to Lizzie. The real truth is that it goes to the last family member of the slave family who worked for the Claibons. And who would do that? Who would give their fortunes to the slaves they owned? Apparently, the father did it. Just after Lizzie was born, he changed the entire will. I don't guess he figured that the wife would be murdered. But it's still legal. Giving the wealth to the one Shaka of the Zulus. Shaka? Blackstone. Zulu man. Zulu man's real name is Shaka. Blackstone, it makes sense. Their family made the axes that cut down the trees. He gave us a story about how he had to call on the, the, this spirit creature. Did he really have to do that? An officer enters in a panic. Chief, you've got to get to the square. They've got someone for murder. The murder of Mrs. Claiborne. Who is it? We got to the square as quickly as we could. The people were in a panic to see someone hang from the gallows, and now they've had someone. Look, it's Superman. I did nothing. Tell them, Blackstone. Tell them I did nothing. I did nothing. The chief went to the judge to try and stop this madness. What are you doing, judge? This is not me. The people are stoked by something greater, a thirst for revenge. The crowd of people were not kind to Zulu man. They took him to the fences behind the gallows, stripped him naked and doused him with oils. But one of the people in the crowd yelled out, Any last words, you bastard? Vengeance will not be yours. It will be mine. In this life or the next. Zulu man is heard screaming as one of the men throws a lit lantern upon him. He burns and burns and burns alive. I looked up to the rooftop of the courthouse and saw Lydia standing. 
She had that vicious smile that was almost frightening to see. I took away from the horror of death and made my way to the rooftop. Fortunately, Lydia was still there. You've won the day, it seems. What do you mean? You have your murderer now. Take the win and leave us alone. Whoever you are, I'm close to finding you. And you know, I think you're afraid. That's why you're killing everybody around you. Afraid? Mr. Blackstone. You do not know what it is to be afraid. But you will know soon enough. Lydia stands on the edge of the rooftop and falls backwards, vanishing into a spark of light. I look down to the square. I could see the people running amok, cheering to the death of a human being. I could smell the burning meat of the one they called Zulu Man. He will now be another death that follows in the wake of lies and cover-up. There was a powerful person about this city, and they have made the challenge for me to find them. And I will 